Culture comms and cocktails is internal comms served straight up. So settle in, drink in the knowledge, some shaken, some stirred, and maybe even some with a twist, and enjoy the top shelf guests I have lined up for you. I'm your host, Chuck Ghost, strategic advisor at Social Chorus. And on this episode of Culture Comms and Cocktails, I'm super excited and proud to have Charlotte Riss, Global Internal Communications Manager at Delphi Technologies. Charlotte, welcome to Culture Comms and Cocktails. Thank you, Chuck. It's great to be here today. And also, I'd be remiss to not point out that we're recording this the day after your birthday. So happy birthday, by the way. Thank you so much. So grab a seat here at the Culture Comms and Cocktails Lounge, and let's get started. Now, it's been especially great having you on here because we've now been working together for right about two years. And in that time, both you and Delphi Technologies have gone through some pretty amazing changes. Yeah, I honestly, I I can't believe that it's been two years. It feels like 10 years and 10 minutes at the same time. Um, the last couple of years, as I know you know quite well because you've been kind of part of this um, journey, it's been um, crazy. There's been a lot of change, a lot has happened. Um, yeah, but it's definitely always been exciting. So what does it mean to be the global internal comms manager at Delphi Technologies? And give people a bit of sense of your career, but also what are your some of your current responsibilities there now? Sure. Um, first, it means, it definitely means uh, fast-paced, fast-changing, crazy. Um, so just... I'll come back to that in a minute, but in general, so I'm in charge, um, right now I'm in charge of, obviously, as I said, internal communications across all of our sites um, globally at Delphi Technologies. And I've um, been doing this job since the end of 2017, so right around the time where um, the company was founded. Um, before that, I've been, well, I've actually been with Delphi for a while. I first started to do my very first internship when I was in university um, at Delphi within the communications team and I apparently loved it so much that I just came coming back whenever I time doing my um, university degree and then straight out of college um, I got hired back in Luxembourg, um, started as internal communications specialist just trying to figure out what area within our communications team um, I actually really wanted to kind of focus on as my first real career step or job. Um, so yeah, I did that for a couple of months and then pretty quickly decided that internal communications was really where, well, what I was passionate about and where I really wanted to learn and get into. Um, so I became the internal communications person for the powertrain division at the time, which was a great job to start out because that role didn't exist before. So I had small shoes to fill. So it was non-existent. Um, and it was, it was a, a really great role to kind of start out, to start experimenting, learn a lot, um, just do a lot of research of what are things that you can do in internal communications. The role kind of grew at the same speed that I grew. So, so we used to be part of um, Delphi Automotive and then became an independent company at the end of 2017. And that was the powertrain division and our aftermarket division together. And once that spin-off was kind of announced, um, 
I got the opportunity to actually become the lead for internal communications in that new company, um, which was great. And it, it kind of put myself in a whole new position because suddenly I was always used to have the corporate communications team that obviously did a lot of the guidelines, the key messages, and being one of the divisions in the company, we had to, of course, make sure that we stick to that, that our story is coherent with the corporate story, but then just make sure that our divisional leadership team is um, happy with it too, and they can bring their touch in. And when we started working together, kind of going back on that timeline you talked about, it was right at the time when Delphi Technologies and Active spun off into two companies. Yeah, exactly. Going through that, what were some of those challenges with culture at that time where one day people were working for one company, but then the next day that one company doesn't exist anymore. And now there's two companies and you work for one of those. What, what was that like at the time? What were some of those challenges? Um, I think the biggest challenge in general, and I think that is probably both sides, both new companies were probably facing that at the same time is um, confusion. Um, so if we go back to internal comms, before the spinoff, um, we used to have a very old, very outdated, I think you've seen it at one point, um, SharePoint-based intranet site that was crappy and people didn't necessarily go there regularly to look at it but you could direct them to it if there's interesting news and we send emails they would go and look at it but so we ha- we used to have that when we were Delphi Automotive and then as the spin-off ca- came around um, so as we got closer to the actual D-Day um, that intranet kind of went away because we needed to be able to obviously communicate to parts of the organization because now all of a sudden you had the people that were going to be active employees in a week from now and you had the people that were going to be Delphi Technologies employees and no one was really sure what they were doing. Even we as communicators had I mean, we probably knew more at that point than a lot of the general employee base. But even for us, it was it was just such a big chaos that we were working through. Um, and I think that that was really big for employees, too. It was a lot of uncertainty. I mean, it like literally the basics. People weren't sure if their badges were going to work anymore on the day that we're going to be Delphi Technologies the two leadership teams for the two new companies were obviously founded, people were hired, and they started to define what are the key values or the core values that are going to sit within Active, what are the ones that are going to sit within Delphi Technologies, how do we actually want to be running this place, and starting with simple things like dress code or things like that. But all of a sudden, you had, while we were still one company, you still had two leadership teams that were starting to kind of pull into two different directions. And it sounds very extreme. I think we're still with Active, we're still on pretty much the same wave in a lot of ways, but you could feel the differences. And I think that was very challenging for um, for our employees, especially in sites that actually are were shared. So on the D-Day, they knew half of the employee base was going to be one company, the other half, the other company. 
um, and it was really hard for us to try to get the employees to see through the chaos and give them a bit of structure around it. Um, mainly also because we just, it was just very hard to communicate with them. List distribution list didn't really exist until a week before the before the D-Day. So even if we wanted to send all employee emails, we could either send them to the whole company, knowing that the larger population wouldn't care because it's not the company that they're going to be working for in a week. Um, or we could kind of do our best guess and send it to the people that we knew were going to be at Delphi Technologies, knowing that there are people going to be left out. So it, I think the uncertainty part and the just living through that transition of still being one company, but already being two companies in mind, I think that was the hardest bit. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to be there on day one and got to see some of that enthusiasm and yeah. excitement, but yeah. also just that uncertainty kind of all wrapped up into one for, for those employees. And it was, it was great to be there and great to see that excitement and enthusiasm, but it wasn't something that, you know, we were there day one, that day two, day three, day four, all of a sudden everything was going to be perfect, that there was still yeah. a lot for those two companies to, sort out and and as you pointed out it's it is they were two brand new companies so you can't but you can't really hit reset because there's people exactly. involved and there's legacy involved so you've got to handle manage that legacy at the same time as building something new for those people yeah. now during this time a big change for you was moving to london which is the delphi technologies global headquarters office is there in london yeah. What has that meant for your career now being there at HQ, being the global internal comms manager, and now probably having a little better reach and access to the leaders? Yeah, it's been, um, it, well, it's been great for me, for my personal professional development. Um, so I, we spun off at the end of 2017 and then I decided to move over here in late spring 2018 so there was a group for five months where um the headquarter had already been moved to london um the leadership team already sat here in london and then i was still in luxembourg where i used to be based before um and that actually when my job had changed obviously a couple of weeks or a couple of months before to being the internal comms lead for the company um, it hadn't changed at that point again, but it it did somehow change dramatically because all of a sudden I was always used to at least have the leadership of the division sitting right there with me. And then all of a sudden it was everyone was here in London and then it was me kind of on the outside. I was always the one that had to like dial in, things like that, which um, made my life a little bit difficult sometimes because um, especially you know that I'm sure when you work in internal communications um, a you kind of need to be close to the action you just need to know what's going on so that you can place it together put the puzzle pieces together and see the big picture because if you don't understand the big picture how are you supposed to communicate that in a simple way to your employee base 
Um, so that got very difficult for me being so remote. And then there were also things that were hard that are just kind of day-to-day -day basic tasks. So if you need to get approvals from your CFO, well, you can send him 5,000 emails and go follow up with his assistant. Nothing's moving. Whereas you just print out a piece of paper, go to his office. He looks at it for two seconds and says, oh, sure, good to go. So it's just there were things that were just, the heart becomes so complicated. So I think, Charlotta, when you were in there talking about printing out a piece of paper and putting it in front of your CFO and they sign it in two seconds, I think you just presented a dream scenario for most <laughs> internal communities. <laughs> So you might be, if you have any job postings, you might be getting a lot of people submitting because it does sound like a dream scenario. But and while it hasn't quite been the two years since the spin happened, have you seen this Delphi Technologies culture start to develop into its own? Like, What have you seen that has carried over from the previous company? And how have you seen something new begin to sprout uh, with Delphi? Yeah, so that that's actually something that has been really, really exciting to see. Um, obviously, when we spun off, yes, we had a new name, but ultimately, um, you don't, I mean, people don't change overnight. So when we started out as a new company, our entire company culture was exactly the same as the day before, because how would it not be? Um, so we started out with all of the heritage, with doing exactly what we used to be doing from a culture perspective. <clears throat> the only thing that changed on that very first day is that um, our CEO at the time, he, in one of the um, town hall meetings that he's done um, over at the headquarters at that point in Troy in the U.S., um, that was live streamed to all our employees. He that was the first time that he revealed what our core values were going to be for Delphi Technologies going forward. Um, and they were transparency, inclusion, excellence, and respect. And so what we could see is the first couple of months, yeah, the values were out there at one point, probably after like month two or three of us really trying to push them. Um, people got familiar with them in terms of if you ask someone what are our core values, they probably could recite them, maybe not quite all four of them, but they would get they'd get most of them right or get the idea of it right. Um, but it was ultimately words on a piece of paper. They weren't, I mean, they were out there, but it's it wasn't people weren't sitting at their desk evaluating are they really living our values on a day-to-day -day basis? And it probably took, I would say, probably the, the whole of the first year of being Delphi Technologies for the values to really sink in with employees and to get to a point where you could actually hear employees talk about the values with each other or they would say, well, I've been in this meeting and what person xyz has said really i don't think that that's what transparency is all about or is that really how we treat people respectfully so it was so very skeptical i don't think that at that point people were looking at themselves saying am i living the tier values 
but at least they were assessing other people by them. So we could tell that they're more out there in the organization, that people actually relate them to how we work here. Um, and then I think it was a massive, it's kind of ironic, but I think it was a massive um, turnaround for also for our values and to make them more real. When our new CEO um, came in at the beginning of this year, and he actually he came in with his personal set of his own values or the, his own beliefs um, that he presented to employees in the town hall meetings that he held in the majority of our locations throughout the first couple of months of him being in the company. And his own personal values and beliefs actually matched up almost perfectly with our four core values that have been created obviously a year prior to him joining but the one that he really reinforced was transparency and that's been something that had that was a massive change in the organization it was a massive change for us as communicators to all of a sudden have a ceo who actively goes out there and wants to say and where we we were always used to having to push our leadership to go out there and talk to employees and do the internal communications bit where all of a sudden we were in a position where we kind of had to pull him back and had to kind of narrate a bit more make sure that he doesn't say things he really shouldn't be saying because we are a public company so there are rules and regulations that we obviously need to adhere to um but the employees of course realized that he was really living that transparency aspect of it and funnily enough that a helped employees to really grasp that more and to start living by it more but it also helped them to just take the all four of the core values more into consideration not just that one transparency that now all of a sudden became a focus for the CEO. So I think that was a major part of um, changing our culture. And I also think that it probably made it a little bit easier that we, I mean, it was changed. So of course it was hard, but when a new CEO came, came in and he A, reinforced that the values that were selected for the organization when it was founded were the ones that he supports that was a big a big step um and then when employees could see someone new coming in and really living them and actively showing and demonstrating that he is um that was a massive booth booth for the values being lived but also i think it's also kind of helped to pull the whole organization together a little bit because it's been that was a milestone that was different from the spin-off it was something completely new but it was something that was only Delphi Technologies it wasn't a legacy it wasn't a history it was our first milestone if that makes sense it does and if you have a set of values that employees don't feel that the leaders are living yeah. Then certainly that sends the message that they're not really that important. But if you do have a leader that uh, prescribes to those and subscribes to those, that's going to make a big difference with overall adoption. But I think even more important, just general understanding 
of what, how these values yeah. play out in our day-to-day -day yeah. lives. Now, back in 2017, when I said we started working together, this is when we built D-Line, which is your internal comms platform. And this is yeah. a way as connecting, there's ways as to connect all the employees inside the company. And here very soon, you're going to be reaching 10,000 employees <laughs> on the platform, which is very exciting. Yeah. What has this meant to the company going back to, to day one of having this one platform that's available for all employees? You talked about how kind of a bit outdated the previous yeah. technology was. What has this meant now to have this new platform that no matter where an employee is, they now have, have access, connect to the business, see leadership, see values play out. What has this meant? To start out with, we even with that intranet that we used to have at Delphi, we were never able to actually reach all of our employees. We're always just able to literally reach employees that sit on a desk that have a laptop. Um, we could never reach any deskless employees, um, the internet we had wasn't mobile enabled, and we certainly couldn't reach any of our um, manufacturing staff, the people are actually kind of on the manufacturing lines, we could just never reach them, that period. There was no way for us to do that other than site-specific kind of printing out paper versions of the newsletters, doing um, site-specific meetings, but there is no global way of reaching them. So that has just been amazing that through D-Line, we are actually able to give access to information to employees, no matter where they're based, no matter what job or role they're in, no matter what level they are. Um, yes, the information they get might be tailored and it might be slightly different, but we can reach all of them and all of them if they want to can go to the platform and get the information that they need it's also i think dramatically changed the way we do internal communications at Delphi technologies because we don't i mean you kind of rely more on a play on employees actually wanting to go to the platform and finding out more information on a certain topic that they're interested in, um, to read or to watch the CEO video or to read more about the CSR campaigns or anything like that. Um, and it helped us to step-by-step step kind of back off from sending 5,000 emails a week to our employees. Um, and becoming a lot more targeted. Not every employee needs to see every piece of communication that we put out there. Yes, there's things like CEO messages or um, legal training, so anything like that where, yeah, employees have to see it. And of course, those, those will always get an email. Um, that's, just, that's just how it is. Things like that where you have to make sure people don't just see it but they actually have it in their inbox they can action on it fine but then everything else not everyone needs to see everything um i want people to actively actually make that choice and look at the pieces of content that they're interested in um and then just not have a look at the ones that they just really don't care about 
um, and that works that works really well for us. I think the, the other thing that D-Line has done for the organization that was so important, especially throughout the first year, the first couple of months, was it gave us a platform um, where it wasn't just corporate or leadership team or whoever actually pushing out um, information to the employees but it was also um, employees who could submit content themselves. So as an example for that, on our very first day of being Delphi Technologies, we actually ended up asking employees to um, submit pictures or videos of the celebrations that we were having in every site. And that we were kind of blown away by how many people actually submitted pictures, how excited people were. And it really, if still to this day, when I scroll all the way back in our feed and I look at the posts from our day one, I used to get goosebumps. And it's just a very like, that feeling is just, it's full of energy. It was an amazing day, but the platform really helped us to bring it together, to feel like a global company, that we're all one, that we're all celebrating the same thing. And that was something I think that was just very, very necessary for us in the very beginning. It was really cool. I remember that, that day one and some of those photos coming in and I will be the first to admit, you had employees submitting photos from parts of the world that I had never heard of <laughs> before. And I remember, I remember on that day when, because obviously me being in Europe, um, our teams in Asia had already started to like celebrate our first day as Alpha Technologies. So when I woke up, I mean, we really we we did some soft launches before, but we properly launched the app for that very first day. Um, and so we weren't, we had no idea if people were going to be submitting pictures, how many what kind of dimension that was going to be um, and when I woke up that morning I literally I looked at the feed and my my phone was blowing up with emails um, from submission notifications that people had submitted pictures and I just I couldn't believe it it was amazing now we talked about you getting close to 10,000 employees on there what are all the different mechanisms you've deployed, not to just bring attention to D-Line, because obviously you have to get, people have to be aware that this platform is out there and is available to them. But yeah. I'm more curious also, what about the content itself? What have you seen that you know is a really great trigger that gets people excited, gets them engaged? What have you seen that's really worked, that great content inside Delphi Technologies? So in general, I think all across um, the pieces of content that we've posted over the years, um, any type of human interest story, people-focused posts, um, they always, always get a lot of attention from employees. They really like those things. Um, we've driven a lot of employees to the platform by running different contests on D-Line, especially in the first year that we've done it. Um, and then people, the only way that people could participate was by actually being on the platform. So that helped a lot. Um, I also think in general, our um, content strategy, I think we went 
we probably went a bit hardcore in the beginning because um, we obviously didn't have an intranet. D-Line was the only platform we had besides email or any more traditional like newsletters, anything like that. Um, and we, f from day one onwards, we decided that the content that we create um, is going to live on D-Line and that's the only place that employees can go and get it um, unless it's something that really we need to make sure everyone has had in their hands and then we send an email um yeah so that's how we've driven a lot of people on it but the pieces of content that we really see a lot of engagement with um employee stories people stories um csr stories and then anything that our ceo has put out there has just gotten a lot of attention so um i know i stated earlier that he started in january this year um he did kind of like a world tour visiting the majority of our sites doing town hall meetings there and in every um, location where he stopped and he met employees and did his town hall meeting um we asked people to submit pictures um, of the town hall meeting and those were um the i think some of the most interacted with pieces of content that we've had in the platform and they're literally just a picture and a caption there's there's not a lot to it but people were just so excited to see where he was at what he was doing when he was going to go and come to their specific site um that was really really great and then he i've also touched on earlier that transparency is something that he really wanted to bring to life at delphi technologies um, so he started out in the very beginning of doing bi-weekly CEO updates on D-Line. So every two weeks he would um, draft a post uh, explaining to employees where he has been in those two weeks, what his main learnings were, what the challenges are that he sees. And that has just really driven engagement. Um, yeah, I think that those are the main, any type of people stories and then anything that comes from the leadership team, specifically from the CEO, but where employees feel like it's genuine, it really comes from them. And it's funny story to that is actually we, um, so with our old CEO, a lot of his communication was a lot more drafted. So we would draft versions um, for him he would of course amend make changes and everything like that but ultimately it the very first draft came from us whereas with our new ceo now um, he basically writes his own post to employees we usually review we check if what he says is okay to be said and all of that but they're his words is it's his communication and in the first couple of months after he joined, I've had multiple people, whenever I've had them on the phone or if I saw them in the hallway, um, come up to me and be like, well, you don't really write those letters, do you? He writes them himself, right? It's exactly how he speaks. And I was like, yeah, they come from him. They're all his words. We, we do quick edit, but they're all his. And that made it so so much better for employees because they actually believe it it's real it's not someone else drafting it it's genuine well and i think you bring up a really great point about 
sometimes people define transparency in very weird ways. They think transparency is we have to reveal all of our secrets. A lot of times transparency yeah. is just being open and honest and sharing. Yeah. So, so the fact that he was active in there and sharing where he was going around the world and visiting these sites and writing his own content, that means a lot to employees when they know yeah. like, that it does sound like it comes from him. It's hard to write in somebody else's tone and voice. So they, they have learned enough about him already in his early goings as CEO to start to pick up on that. So it's, it's going to continue to be that way. You guys won't be able to write his, his content because people will They will know it out. right away, yeah. As we look at the success you've had with, with D-Line here, not quite two years old, but, but almost there. We're a few months away. <laughs> kind of as we're on the, on the birthday track here. When you look at 2020, Charlotte, what are some of the things that you want to keep pushing or what are some of the things that you want to see happen inside D-Line as it continues to grow around the world for Delphi Technologies? What we focused on a lot throughout last year and then the first half of this year has been that kind of people aspect. Um, last year was more around bringing the teams together, instilling that spirit that we actually are one company one global company um, with a new identity um, and kind of helping our organizational culture develop so it was very people focused and then the first half of this year with the new CEO um, is very much focused around that so I think for the rest of this year and then next year um, we actually do want to focus a lot more on um, the product side of our, of our business, we want to use the platform more to actually celebrate business wins and just link it back to the business a lot more. Um, and that doesn't really mean that we want to step away from the people stories. I just think that we need to find that healthy mix and that good balance. You've done a great job of sharing about the culture there at Delphi Technologies, the communication activities, the success you've had. And hopefully for your birthday, you had on your birthday list was, I want to be a guest on a podcast because we just, we just scratched that off and now there's a birthday present. <laughs> but let's close out with, we've talked about the culture, we've talked about the comms. Now let's get to the cocktail part. So whether it was your birthday cocktail or whatever it might be, uh, Charlotte, what is your favorite cocktail? Well, I actually I did think that was probably the only thing that I really thought about before we actually sat down for this podcast. Um, it's not an easy question for me because I don't, I like to experiment with cocktails and I hardly ever actually go for the same one twice. I always like to discover new things. Um, so it's hard to say what my favorite is. I would say if I if I'm not up for any new discoveries, I'd probably go with a Moscow Mule or a Caipirinha. Yeah, that's probably the standard I'd go to. But usually, I always like to experiment. Well, Charlotta, it's been great to work with you the past couple of years. We continue to work together on yeah. growing D line. Thank you for taking the time to be on Culture Combo Cocktails. I know that. Uh, Communicators learn best from each other, and I know that people have learned and have been inspired by the stories you've shared today. 
Thank you so much for having me, Chuck. Um, I actually always, I, I really do, I'm not just saying that because I'm one of your guests now, but I really do love to listen to the podcast and just listen of what other um, communicators are doing and get inspiration from that. So I think, I think it's a great thing that you're doing. If you enjoyed what you heard from this episode and want to check out others, find Culture Comes and Cocktails on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. And when you do, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. This has been Culture Comes and Cocktails, internal comms served straight up. Thanks for listening.